Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. This is Lori LeBay, your host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. Before we get into our show today, I always just like to tell our audience a little bit about us because we're always getting new listeners. And so this will just take a moment. Um, bottom line, Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. And we believe one of the easiest ways to do that is just having these everyday conversations like we do here on Alzheimer's Speaks. You see, we talk to people who have dementia. We speak to their care partners, both family and professional. We speak to researchers, advocates, uh, musicians, authors, movie directors, um, you name it. Everyone has a voice, and uh, and we want to hear from you. So if you think you might have a story to tell um, or have some ideas that might help somebody else, Please, um, you know, contact me through alzheimerspeaks.com, and there's a big contact button up in the header. Just click on that, and you can shoot me an email, and um, I'd love to have a conversation and learn a little bit more about you and your story. Um, You know, this disease is, it's a whopper out there, and uh, the numbers are growing every day, and we truly believe that collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle. And we know that it's working thanks to each and every one of you. You see your likes, your clicks, your shares, even though it just takes a second, they're powerful. And um, when you liked and clicked and and shared our information here at Alzheimer's Speaks, um, you're pushing information out to people in your own sphere who may need this information. People who you might not even know are dealing with this or know of someone who's dealing with it. And the more we can get information comfortable um, to people, the more likely they're going to crack it open and read it and um, and put it to use. So I encourage you to continue to do that. And, and I, again, I have to say thank you because of your sharing. Um, you also got us recognized as the number one influencer online by ShareCare and Dr. Oz. And we were also just recently this fall recognized by Maria Shriver as an architect of change for humanity. And again, those titles uh, we share with you because we we surely did not do that alone. So again, know those seconds count and know that your social media is really powerful. And um, we encourage you to continue um, to, when you see information on dementia and caregiving, Share it. And again, not just ours, but everybody's. Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the best and easiest way, I think, for us to um, raise awareness and empower people um, to feel more comfortable in terms of coming out of the closet and living well with this disease. I also want to give a shout out to um, a couple of our partners, the Alzheimer's Prevention uh, Research and Prevention Foundation out in Arizona. They just do a wonderful job with... Um, kind of a holistic side of things. So if you're looking for meditation, exercise, diet, um, they are the go-to people. Um, So check them out, the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Center. Um, Another one of our colleagues is the, um, the Call Alert Center. And they do a wonderful job when somebody goes missing. And they can put together a social media kind of hot sheet Um, You can sign your loved one up for this for very reasonable cost. Plus, you can get a discount um, through us. There's a promo code and stuff uh, listed. um, And just utilize that. Be prepared because it, it, you know, once it happens, everything's frazzled. Trying to find pictures, trying to figure out, you know, how tall somebody is. Those things you think would be easily at hand, but they're not. You know, our, our brains turn to mush and our hearts are are hurting and panic sets in. So, you know, for under $15 a month, or not a month, a year, you can be prepared and they can shoot this information out when you need it within 10 minutes. And they work with the police. It's it's a pretty cool system. Um, 
Now, today we are really lucky um, because we, we have a, a young gentleman with us who, um, whose heart is pretty big, um, and his name is Sam Renke, and he has been in senior living for only six years. But, you know, when I've talked with him, I've just been really impressed um, with his essence and his knowledge and his true compassion that comes out. You know, he talks about really loving his job, and one of the best things is when he can just sit down with families and talk about his uh, how the company he works for, Gable Pines, can really meet their needs and seeing them happy um, as a result in terms of moving into a senior community. So we're going to talk with him today about um, life care um, services and their their memory care as a whole. Uh, so welcome today, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you. I, I got to meet you when I did a, one of the screenings of his neighbor, Phil, out at your place, and I was just so impressed. And then I found out I knew his mom, and then I wasn't surprised at all, because <laughs> Robin is just a little powerhouse in the industry, and so he definitely has those genes. <laughs> yes, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Sam, can you tell us, I always ask um, pretty much every listener, that, or every uh, guest this, for our listener, have you um, personally been touched by dementia in your own circle, you know, family and friends? Um, I've had, uh, you know, it's nothing actually the disease itself. Um, so none of my actually family members, direct relatives, um, have up to this point had any. Um, but we're actually, what's happening right now and just recently, we're seeing some changes in my uh, wife's family with her grandfather. Um, all of her other grandparents, um, fortunately passed away up to this point, but, um, Grandpa Sam, um, coincidentally has the same name as me. Um, anyway, so we're, uh, we, uh, we're kind of going through that a little bit. Um, he's transitioned to a memory care um, community, or the community that he's in. He's transitioned into the memory care neighborhood there, and so we've been kind of getting to be a part of that. And having my perspective on it's really made a difference, I think, being able to talk to my wife about it and kind of just share with her things that I experience on a daily basis um, and what I've talked to families that um, go through that uh, that whole situation. Well, that's nice. One of the things that I, I know that I, in my own family, um, my brothers didn't always... Uh, didn't always value my opinion or my expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever find that, you know, in your family situation? Because I think that that's a common thing that a lot of care partners talk about. It's like, hey, I'm the one, you know, feet uh, hitting the ground, feet running here, and, and the one dealing with everything, but nobody wants to really take my opinion yeah. and value it. Absolutely. That's a good question. And I'd- um, I've actually had some really great conversations with my mother-in-law. She's been very open with me about her struggles, um, concerns. Um, she obviously has other sisters that are, you know, having similar feelings and emotions around the whole situation. Um, so she's actually talked to me every time. We're, we're, you know, we have a pretty good relationship with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been, it's been really nice being able to sit down and talk with them, mainly obviously her and, and really uh, share her, with her my I wouldn't say expertise, but my um, experiences, Mm -hmm. like I said, sitting down with families and and obviously being in and out of a lot of different memory care communities and seeing, you know, what works, what doesn't, and and just being able to obviously resources like you, Mm -hmm. um, talking to people and being able to share what I've learned along the way. Obviously, it's only been six years, but being around it so often, um, she's come to me several times, so it's been nice to be able to talk about that whole situation with her. Oh, that's good. I appreciate you sharing that personal side. I'm going to give a plug just for our dementia chats, the webinars where I interview people with dementia. Our last one was about how they want to be communicated with versus what professionals say on how Mm. they want to be communicated Mm -hmm. with. (laughs) Um, But we have have lots of uh, video interviews, and families find them really helpful to hear from somebody with dementia. Mm. And if a person is in their earlier stages, a lot of times it helps them as well. Um, yep. with that process. Absolutely. But but That's enough great. of that. We're here to talk about you and Gable Pines. And um, why don't you tell us what you think uh, makes Gable Pines unique? Well, Gable Pines is fairly new to the Twin Cities. Um, obviously, that's just the name. We, Who I work for is Life Care Services, and we manage it. Um, and so this is my first time being a part of a brand-new community that was built from the ground up. Um, and uh, being that, you know, from there, being there from the get-go when it was literally just studs. And 
what I've kind of always said along, um, when we slowly began to build the management team, it consists of between five and eight managers in, in the community itself, was we have a really great um, opportunity here to start fresh um, and really create a culture, not only in the community, but with for the residents and our staff, um, and to get it right from the get-go. And oftentimes when you join other communities that have been open for a while, sometimes you gotta, you find yourself trying to connect with the other managers and create that team environment again. Um, so I, I feel like we've really done a great job in that. Um, and the thing that's really unique too, that from my experience, um, this doesn't happen everywhere, but we, every single person that comes into our community, as far as staffing goes, um, that doesn't matter if they're a housekeeper or if they're on the management team or if they're a caregiver or they're a cook, everyone goes through our heartfelt connections, memory care training. Um, we value the training. We see it as extremely important for everybody on our team and in the community to understand the basics of dementia, what it consists of, um, the different types that are out there, um, obviously the well-known ones. But we just really try to educate them as much as we can because oftentimes you have people coming in that really don't know what it is in some cases mm-hmm. um, or just think it's memory loss and really have no educational background on it. Um, or really don't know what to do if they were, you know, came across a resident who was having an episode or some type of um, symptom from the disease. So it's really neat that we do that. I, I think we take the time. It's a whole two-day course that we um, do, and we pay them to go through that. Um, and so that's a unique perspective um, that Gable Pines has um, underneath the umbrella of LCS, which I think really can set us apart in a lot of areas. Well, and even just the name of the company, you know, Life Care Services, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's a mission statement in and of itself mm-hmm. um, versus just a name, yeah. which, um, uh, so, uh, you know, it sounds like there's a, a foundation of, of true conscious caring in mm-hmm. the process there, which is Absolutely. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Now, is the Heartfelt Connection, Connections Program, is that something that, that Gable Pines developed themselves or yeah, there was services? Yeah, the company itself, there was a, a number of people in the company that put a lot of research forth into it and really built it from the ground up. Um, it's really just built around the individual. Um, we strive to really create success stories, one small victory at a time with the individuals that we have in our neighborhoods. Um, so what we really do, that's another thing that's unique about us, is before somebody moves into memory care, what we do is we sit down with the family. Um, usually the actual resident isn't there, but we'll sit mm-hmm. down with the family or the caregiver, whoever has been closest with this person and interacting with them on a day-to-day basis. And what we do is we call it a roundtable discussion, and most of the managers are in the, in, the, in the meeting. And we really just take the time, as long as we need to, to really get to know everything we can about this individual that's coming to be living with us. Mm-hmm. Because the more we know, the more we can create a really personal background on them and create that care plan that's going to meet their needs. But more importantly, it's really just figuring out who they were, what they did for a living, maybe mm-hmm. some of the hobbies they had, things that were important to them. Um, everything from their daily cares. Um, It could really be anything depending on the severity of the disease at that point. But it really just allows us to get to know them before they're coming in the door because I think a lot of times you'll see people that move into a memory care community and sometimes that that first step isn't taken and Mm -hmm. the transition time can take a little bit longer. So we're trying to basically set people up for success. One of the things that I like that you said there is, uh, and I just think back to the day, you know, my mom was in a nursing home for, for 14 years and I remember the care plan meetings, and mm-hmm. even though the the words sound nice, it's ve- they're very structured, they're very deliberate, they're very goal oriented, so that a community doesn't get tags or basically right. in trouble. Absolutely. And and what I liked you saying was, you know, your team is there. This is a meeting that's going to take as long as it needs to take mm-hmm. to get to know this individual. Absolutely. And, um, and to me, that's uh, that's a huge statement, and it's a. Uh, a lot of companies say they do that, um, but I don't always see it in practice, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we've got 15 minutes to get this done, right. you know, spit it out, and, yeah. and here's or here's a list of questions. And yeah. it really isn't um, a, a two-way communication mm-hmm. in terms of maybe how how those um how that history can be put into play yeah um, to help the person adjust and oh, be comfortable and it also actually helps the family adjust too or the caregiver in most scenarios because oftentimes they come in with their own concerns as well how are they going to do this and are they going to know how, that he likes this or that she doesn't do that mm-hmm. um so it gives them an opportunity to share their concerns mm-hmm. um allows us to address those concerns and talk to them talk them through how we're going to manage those concerns um and be there for for their loved one 
Um, I always say to, you know, you know, if it's an individual, you know, for their husband or wife, the spouse obviously doesn't have dementia, but the other does, you know, we essentially want to take that load and that burden off their shoulders so that they can come in and focus just on being the spouse again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're there for. And obviously that's not an easy transition for anybody, mm-hmm. but, um, we try to ease it as much as we can by understanding the situation that they're in. And it's been really cool. I, 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 I value that. And I think it's been very valuable to people that have moved in with the families as well so. yeah i would i would think that that would ease a lot of the the scariness for absolutely family. Um, yeah absolutely you know one of the things when i go out and train i talk about why families act the way they do because everyone says oh gosh they're so attacking mm-hmm. you know they're, they're yeah. you know they're always looking for for trouble you know yeah. and um yeah. and it's not so much that families mean to attack but they know typically their time is limited mm-hmm. and so they want the best possible placement or home for their loved one and so they mm-hmm. want to go in with a fix it attitude but if they understand you know that staff get their person they don't have to worry so much about fixing yeah and um and then they're not gonna i mean because we'll we'll find whatever we're looking for so if we're looking for something to fix we'll find something that's broken (laughs) yeah right exactly (laughs) absolutely the other aspect of it too is like we really focus on um you know what remains and not what's been lost Mm -hmm. so we take we look at every new day as a new opportunity to create a new opportunity to connect with that person um we don't want to focus on things that have happened in the past we want to try and create new things for them and help them be successful every new day that mm-hmm. happens um so that's a really unique aspect to it uh, and I, I i value that i think the other neat thing too as you mentioned with staff is i think you you can see a lot of different faces from time to time mm-hmm. we focus and keep our memory care staff just down in memory care and in that neighborhood um we don't have you know some of them working in other parts of the community so we want our residents to be able to you know really get to know them and the fa- more importantly even sometimes the families that are mm-hmm. there every day um so they recognize oh you know hey carolyn or oh hey steve you know whoever it might be that they recognize those staff and how's mom been this week you know i was gone on vacation oh she's been doing so great we mm-hmm. did this this and this and you really give an opportunity for the staff to build relationships with the families so yeah, and that's so important because if the family's at ease, the loved one's going to be more comfortable oh, too. Yeah, because they're picking up on all that mm-hmm. stuff from from staff and family and mirroring it right back yep. and and things. So absolutely. that's that is definitely definitely critical. Now you had mentioned you know about kind of creating new moments. Do you do anything with reminiscing though? I would imagine you don't like yeah pretend like. Their history doesn't no, matter. Absolutely. Because- <laughs> yeah, we've got really cool like workstations and hobby stations, we call them, that we work with them. So, again, going back to that personal profile that we build and they move in and, and working with the family. Say, for example, a gentleman who moves in and his background was construction, worked, you know, worked construction his whole life. And um, maybe he, uh, you know, or maybe she, he worked the overnight shift. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, he's up at night. Um, so, whatever that scenario might be. We will work with them on stuff like that. So, like for example, a hobby station we have set up for the gentleman is in the uh, uh, this one corner, and we've got some really cool um, different types of tools, um, mm-hmm. like construction type stuff. Um, not actual real tools, mm-hmm. obviously, um, stuff that's very safe. But it gives them an opportunity to use their hands, work with things, and even something deep down to detail that they might have done for their career. If it was mm-hmm. something specific, you know, if they're a welder, I don't know what the case might be, but. We really take the time to figure out what those specific little things were and, and yes, reminisce with them and maybe connect them with something that they did in their past. Because um, obviously, you know, working, having a career, you usually, well, that generation for the most part mm-hmm. had jobs they worked at for 30, 40, sometimes 50 years. Yep. Um, so it's really common to have one trait that they always did. So absolutely, I think that's important, obviously, as well to look back and see the things that are important to them. Yep, that's wonderful. I've I've seen in a few communities where a lot of times they they'll have like the fidget blankets for some people, but uh-huh. but I've seen almost like a a, fiz, a fidget workstation, oh, yeah. you know, for the guys, you yeah. know, that used to do woodworking or you know they mm-hmm. were there, you know, screwing something together, or, yeah, you know, putting yeah. stuff together and taking it apart and and um, you know keeping people happy or. Uh, you know, I've heard stories of, you know, a person used to be a nurse, so they give mm-hmm. her a clipboard and she goes around yeah. doing certain things or it was a maintenance person. And so they're counting light bulbs, you know, yep. <laughs> or doing yeah. whatever oh, I it know. is. Simple little things, though. Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference. To, yeah. To empower them and Absolutely. make them feel, feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy the most about your role as, you know, director of marketing for Gable Pines? Yeah. Great question. The, the best the, the best part about my job, and I, I tell this to anybody I get a chance to, is is 
when it comes to senior living, obviously people are coming to you with a need in most scenarios with assisted living and memory care. And I'm the first person that gets to interact with that family when they walk in the door. Before they're meeting with anybody else or looking down you know, any other avenues, they come in, they meet with me, and I have the opportunity to sit down with them, figure out what's important to them, what they're looking mm-hmm. for, what their wants and needs are, what some of their concerns are, maybe some fears that they have going into this. Um, so I approach it from a uh, standpoint of really just being a resource the best way I can, whether that's just helping them think through some of the options that they have um, or in, even in some con- scenarios encourage them to look elsewhere and get better idea of what is going to fit exactly their need or mm-hmm. their loved one's need. Um, but being able to sit down with a family and really just talk through the options with them, and um, in some cases they never might they may never move in, mm-hmm. but I have a lasting impact in some scenarios where, you know, I'll get a call back and just say, hey, you know, I know it didn't work out, but we just want to say thanks for um, really just educating us in some of the areas. And not to pat myself on the back, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's really fun to see that happening. Um, obviously, even better is when the families do move in and I get to see the success stories of their loved ones mm-hmm. you know i get to tell them all about what's going to happen and then seeing that happen yep. um that's the best part about it uh, you know especially them coming back to me saying this is the best decision we ever made sam we're so happy we came in thank you so much for getting the ball rolling with all of this you and your mm-hmm. team have just done an outstanding job and so at the end of the day i mean that's what we're there to do is is take care of seniors you mm-hmm. know with dementia and assisted living and, and elsewhere so it's it's really cool being able to work with the families and, and see the success stories of it all well, again, one of the things that I, I uh, see a difference in in terms of just your approach is the first the first path you went down is wh- what are your needs, what are your fears, what are your concerns, instead of the sales pitch of this is what we have and this mm-hmm. is what it looks like and this is what it's going to cost you. Exactly. And, and taking the consumer and putting them in your box. Instead, yep. you're opening the box and going, hey, let's look inside here. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't like to overcomplicate it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, obviously people are coming because they need help and Again, it's just about being a resource to people because I think a lot of families don't have, you know, answers to any questions. Mm-hmm. So I try to help, you know, pull out some questions that they may not have thought of. Um, and again, just simply being a resource like the best I can. Well, and it sounds like you're also gracious if it's not the right fit or the not, not the Absolutely. right time. And, and that's huge to a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know um, when I was in real estate, I had that same approach and you know, maybe it didn't work for this person, but I would end up getting referrals from mm-hmm. people they talked to yeah, because yeah. of the approach, <clears throat> yeah. you know, and just said, this is a person you can trust. And, yeah. you know, this is a big, scary kind of ball of wax out here. And you don't think you're going to find somebody you can trust. And when you do, that's I, I, that's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Powerful, powerful stuff. Absolutely. Um, we talked a little bit about your approach to, to memory care. Um, can you give us some examples of um, how you've seen a person with dementia um, react to your approaches um, yeah. with your heartfelt connections? And then maybe also how family has connected as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually had a resident, um, a couple um, that lived in assisted living together and um she actually needed more assistance and developed dementia. And mm-hmm. uh, so, again, obviously a care conference was done. We sat down with the family and kind of started talking to them about the options and, and what we're seeing and what we advise and so forth. And I think some families might think, like, you know, this is just them trying to get us to put her down there, you know, get her into memory care mm-hmm. because it's – but it's not what she's needed. And then some cases some people are in denial about it and don't want to admit it and don't want to see it. But when this unique scenario, we, um, you know, we sat down with the family and just expressed our concern and why we think this decision to move her into a memory care community or in this part of our building would be the best scenario for her from a success standpoint. And um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't received well. Um, they weren't quite ready for that. Didn't think mom was quite ready. Mm-hmm. But after several discussions um, in a couple of weeks, um, they agreed to, to, to try it out. Um, and we just kind of said, absolutely, let's just do it on a, on a short-term basis and see how – let's just see how it goes. Let us get her involved in the programming um, and and let you guys be available to, you know, obviously anytime you want to come down and see her and, and see that happening. So the transition happened. Um, and within a week, um, not only did her health turn around quite a bit, but her um, personality, um, just her – uh, ability to respond and communicate things started changing a lot um, very rapidly actually mm-hmm. um, a lot faster than it normally might in some cases um, the family eventually started seeing this and were just amazed um, and it's been about a month and a half actually almost two months now 
and she is just doing fantastic. Um, she's got a great appetite again. Um, she's involved with the activities that we're doing down there from a group, but also individual standpoint. Um, when I, it, the family's been in and out quite often, and <clears throat> we've been talking to them and asking. You know, there's several siblings and that are involved, and they've been so. Uh, receptive to everything we've been doing down there and they've uh, now they, obviously they've come to us and just said this has been the best decision we've made for mom yet um, obviously since she moved in here was first one and then since then I mean we just really didn't know what to expect with this transition and obviously we were a little fearful about it um, but with what we've been seeing going on with the staff and the interaction and the programming with her down there we are so happy about it and her husband still lives up in assisted living and gets to go down and see her still and it's been great for them to interact with each other obviously in the same community still but she's getting the appropriate care she needs and is structured um, with the programming that we have down there and it's just been a great uh, change of events if you will for the whole family that's i mean there's nothing better than hearing a family who's happy right <laughs> i know really, it, it, really i know it. it really is especially when they come into it really kind of upset and not really sure what to expect um which naturally i completely understand but mm-hmm. it, you're right it's it's great it's really satisfying and it just uh i, I don't know for me it just it kind of cements me in the work that i do yeah, do absolutely. you kind of feel that same way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're, when we're trying to accomplish the best things for our residents and, and really just, you know, take care of them the best we can and suggest those changes to the families, when you see what you're asking, the worst case scenario would be you suggested and things just don't start going well. But we were very confident in the recommendations that we make, obviously, and felt like that was the best decision for her. And uh, it's hard to, you know, go above and beyond a family's wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we, we say we're the experts. We we want it, We want families to, be, to believe that, and uh, we're making the best decisions for them if they allow us to recommend that. And yeah, it's a great feeling when they they see the the benefit of it all happening. Well, and the nice thing too is, um, you know, from from our conversation, it really feels like a team effort. Absolutely, you know, that you've, it has to be. You've got an open ear and an open heart in terms of what their needs are, because mm-hmm. um, even though you're taking care of of the the patient, the resident, whatever you want yep. to call them, um, you still have to keep the family happy mm-hmm. or it's a not a good situation. Right. No, absolutely <laughs> not. It is. That is 100% accurate. Yep. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, that's great, great to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of fun things do your residents uh, partake in? Oh, all sorts of stuff. So some of the really fun stuff that we do within the community is like in memory care, we have a music therapist come in um, at least once a month that'll come in and, and, and do music with live music with the residents in a circle. Um, a lot of times family members will come in and partake in that. And that's been something that we've really seen the residents that we have in our community really engage in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you have different people at every location and doesn't always fit the needs of the residents you have. But it's been great to see that really taking off um, with us. Um, we do movies and we have a great, great movie theater. And I mean, for just downtime, I mean, it's great for the residents to be able to do that. We have some residents in memory care that love movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so not all of them go down to watch a movie, but they take advantage of that. And whenever we have live entertainment in the community, if, if, if it suits them and we're able to do so, we will um, bring memory care residents to those live events in the community. Um, we really engage them as much as we can with the other things we have going on within the community itself uh, from an activity standpoint. Um, obviously we're sensitive to everybody's individual struggle and we want to make sure that that, that, uh, we're not, you know, interfering with their day-to-day routine and, um, but we approach it from an individual standpoint and if they're able to do that, we engage them in as much of that activity as we can. Um, some of the really cool things we do is painting down in memory care. We have a really great, uh, memory care or it's like a craft area, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's set up for arts and crafts, painting. Um, the ladies love it. We'll do manicures down there, do the ladies nails and makeup in mm-hmm. the morning hours, get them ready for the day. Um, so there's little things like that, um, that we'll do, um, with the men and, um, for the Olympics last year, for example, we did a lighting of the torch ceremony, which was great. So we mm-hmm. got to walk them all down the highway and pass the torch off to each other resident. And at the end we did a pledge of allegiance and, um, and, uh, um, national anthem and it was awesome. So 
they got to kind of do a little Olympic theme thing, which was really cool. Oh, that's so. neat. Now, do you have a full-time activities director? Or? Yep, we have two in the community. So we have one that actually oversees the whole activities programming for memory care and for the rest of the community. Um, and then we actually have one that's down there full-time in, in memory care. I'd say down there because it's just on the mm-hmm. walkout level of our community. Um, and she uh, she oversees the day-to-day individual and group activities in memory care. Okay. Um, and she's trained for that position. So that's really nice to have that above and beyond with the um, caregivers are doing with the residents too, day in and day out. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, uh, I know, uh, well, my daughter's a, an activities person, so I always like to ask yeah. what people are doing. And I know, you know, when my mom was placed, that's just such a critical piece. It really is. Such a critical yep. piece. And even when you mentioned, you know, doing the nails or the hair, uh, my mom loved the beauty shop, mm-hmm. you know. She loved getting her nails done. and. Yeah. And uh, I know I've been to some communities where they're like, well, that's really not an activity. And it's like, yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, um, I mean, I remember when I was in, uh, when I used to, was in healthcare with the developmentally disabled. And we'd do like group showers, you know, and that yeah. was an activity. And yeah. we'd be singing and laughing and <laughs> getting everybody just through the whole process, right. you know. But, yep. but it was that camaraderie. And even if one person is just getting their nails done at a time, they're still chit chatting, and there's still oh yeah, there's still that sense of peer interaction that's yeah. so so critical. So that it is, is it way is. cool, yeah, way way cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about um, you know, life care services and in you know mm-hmm. how big of a company are you and where yeah. where are you located? So life care services, um, not really well known in Minnesota as mm-hmm. most people are from here know. Um, but Life Care Service is actually the third largest in the country as far as seniors served. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been around for 45 years, um, based out of Des Moines, Iowa. A um, little bit of everything. There's there's a development side of the company. There's management. There's ownership. Um, so many different things that we're involved in. But it started out as a real estate development company and grew from there. Um, now we're we're strictly just involved in, in senior living. And um, in Minnesota, we only have two properties um, Trillium Woods over in Plymouth and um, obviously Gable Pines in Badness Heights. Um, but we're all over the country. So there's there's new communities going up left and right. Um, obviously, it's just a, a growing time right now. Um, but it's been really a unique opportunity to be a part of this because coming from a smaller company, which um, for my first four years, it was it was really great getting my feet wet, understanding the industry and just learning so mm-hmm. many different things. Um, and then transitioning to LCS, which has been such a big company, um, had my hesitations to start off the bat, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, what's this going to be like? Mm-hmm. It's really be kind of like a corporate feeling, but they've, uh, it's really surprised me. Um, they do such an amazing job of supporting the communities at the local levels um, from a regional standpoint, just just being resources to whether it me, whether it's been marketing or um, the nursing side of things or our business office managers or our activities directors. There's really um, endless resources for us to have access to, um, whether it's online or um, through just a phone call. Um, mm-hmm. So they really make it feel like a smaller company, even though we are so large. Um, but it's it's been a, a great experience this far. And that's no easy feat. Um, one of the yeah. things, you know, that I hear out in the industry is, you know, with the um, kind of the, the mogul sites, you know, that, that everything is budget driven and mm-hmm. you seem to have um, seem to be able to keep kind of that heartfelt connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, to to who those to those you are serving, which is um which is wonderful. And that really truly is a care culture um that I don't think everybody um has managed to survive that or build that. Yeah. It can be difficult with companies, you know, as as large as this in some scenarios to again meet, really uh meet that cultural need, if you will. And Everybody, every community is different location-wise, too, within LCS. But um, like I said, it, I think it really just comes down to having the resources to help us be successful. And then obviously from our individual management team at Gable Pines, really just building it from the ground up and striving for things that we want to see based on what the company believes in and our values and putting the resident first. And it's, uh, you know, it, you, you try not to overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we've done a great job at that thus far and, and really uh, – having our residents be happy um we've done some internal reviews and it's just been really fun seeing you know we're not after not even being open a year the results that we're getting the the great positive remarks and 
you know, I get calls from, I'll talk to somebody in the, in the local community outside the, of our building and they'll uh, say, you know, I haven't even been over to Gable Pines yet, but I'm already hearing great things about it. So I'm looking forward to stopping in when I do someday. And so hearing that really warms your heart because you know what we're doing inside the community is, is getting out. People mm-hmm. are talking about what we're doing there. Um, and that's, that's important. I think that's what we've been striving to do. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 uh, it's happening. Wonderful. Now, one of the things um, that I I believe, if memory serves me, is you guys do something a little bit different with with your fee schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one thing that I saw when I came into this role um, at Gable Pines um, was – you know, we were looking at setting up our pricing structure and so forth um, before we opened, and um, I saw a sheet that said fixed rate memory care pricing. I was like, "Wow, this is this is unique um, and different." And I, but I, at the same time, I was like, "This is this is perfect. This is exactly what needs to be done for uh, memory care, in, in my opinion." So, what uh, LCS has done and what we've done at Gable Pines is created a fixed lifetime rate for memory care. Uh, so essentially, what happens is you move in. And for 14 days, we really evaluate the resident, figure out where they're at, um, the care level, the needs that they have, um, because it really allows us to get to know them, um, Mm -hmm. he or she, and and take the time to be with them day in and day out and figure out just how much attention they are going to need from a care standpoint, Mm -hmm. or maybe lack thereof, and they just, it's more, it's all cognitive and no care. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that 14 days, you're evaluated by our nurse, and essentially what happens is you get locked into one of our three rates, or basic, intermediate, or advanced um, and then again, that rate will stay that price for until end of life. Wow. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, in, in my experience, a lot of things that you'll see is you move in and then all of a sudden mom or dad's care will skyrocket and you are suddenly seeing a, a change in, in price that you weren't really prepared for, you know, and how are we going to make that last, that the resources last that much longer, yep. um, which is a real concern to a lot of families. Um, so this essentially takes that away by allowing families to financially plan and know that the price will never change once mom or dad moves in mm-hmm. um, and just be able to set some goals or whatever they want to put out the resources they need to to accomplish that i mean it's it's just nice knowing that it'll never change yeah that because uh, that is so spooky and i hear that from families all the time it's just like oh yeah you know and and sometimes they'll just say this went a lot faster than it than i thought it would meaning both health and money yep you know and what are we going to do now and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's just very very um, scary. Now, is that something that's available throughout the country in places, or is this kind of a pilot program? With, um, with I'm not familiar. I, d- I don't know for sure across the rest of the country. I know there are some that we have some other properties that are that are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as here in Minnesota, um, we're, we're the only one doing it right now. And as far as our you know competitors and people also in the industry in the area. Um, I haven't come across anybody doing exactly what we're doing yet. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it feels like it's something that we're kind of pioneering, which I'm really excited about because I get to talk to people about it as often as I can. And obviously it's not all about price, but at the end of the day, that is obviously a big um, factor in a lot of the you know scenarios. So Oh, yeah, for people. I mean, that's, Absolutely. A, that's, a, that's a big worry and concern, and I can see yes. where that would um, – make somebody just sigh of relief it's one it's one less yeah. wheel that they have to absolutely you know yep and i think that's the way it should be mm-hmm. yeah wonderful um as far as um your your personal vision of the market what, do you see anything um changing or you know i know that there's there's a lot of construction going on right yeah. now is that something that that worries that worries you in terms of being overbuilt or you know, we keep talking about the numbers of people. There's more and more people with mm-hmm. dementia, um, but yet we also hear more and more people want to stay home. And, you know, how does all that stuff weigh out? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing that, you know, if you work in the industry, obviously you see a lot of your, you recognize when new communities are being built and, and new constructions happening. So, you know, it's, I don't have the answer right off the top of my head, obviously, but from, from what I my experience and what I've seen in the last couple of years, it's substantially growing a lot. And what's really happening is we're seeing the swing for the baby boomers in the next 10 to 15 years. It's going to be really coming into the senior living market. You know, my parents are in their 60s. Uh, within 20 years, they're going to be in their 80s. Um, you know, and you know, nowadays you have people moving into senior living in their late 60s, um, mm-hmm. some people in their mid 80s. It really just depends. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think the right now, we, like you mentioned, we are seeing a, a large 
larger amount of people being diagnosed with some sort of dementia. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of more standalone memory care communities that are coming up too, mm-hmm. which before it was always, you know, these, you know, continuum of care, independent living, assist living memory care. Um, so it's been interesting to see that because, you know, I think there's a purpose for these standalone communities too. Cause like you mentioned, we talked earlier, it's not, you know, our community isn't always going to be the perfect fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to families about that, you know, you, you really got to figure out what's going to work for their loved one, um, and, and what they're looking for. And I try to break that down for them, but there's so many different options nowadays for dementia care. Um, whether it's uh, an individual smaller knit community made up of 12 rooms mm-hmm. or a multi-level community that has 50 units. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you never know. But I think um, over time, especially in the next 10 to 12 years, I, I think that's going to, in my opinion, continue to grow a lot. Um, but in Minnesota itself, I, I, I do believe it is a little bit of a saturated market. We mm-hmm. have a lot of, a lot of communities um, nonprofits and for-profit that make up the Twin Cities metro area. Um, so I'd like to personally see that that slow down a little bit in our state alone. But mm-hmm. um, as long as there's a need and continued need, it's gonna there will be new construction going up continually. And the thing is, a lot of people like new construction too. That's the other side of it. So yeah. not everybody wants to move into a community that's been there for 10 years when they have one down the road that's been open for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know, obviously you see that happening a lot too. So... Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because this is one of the things that I see, too, and, and maybe you can talk to um, your community on this. A, a lot of times I see um, developers building not necessarily for the person moving in, but for the families. And so there can be a lot of amenities that, you know, they look pretty. Yeah. And they're they're costly, um, but they're not necessarily meaningful to the person yeah being served Mm -hmm. do you see that as a trend and do you see um how do you see your company's vision in terms of of looking at that well that's where you'll see this you'll have separate ownership companies and you Mm -hmm. have a management company that they'll hire and i think what's happening a lot of developers are beginning to see that they don't have the expertise when it comes to senior uh, senior living community because you're not just building a residential um, rental complex Mm -hmm. it's so much more than that that you have to think about from raised toilets to grab bars to wider hallways. I mean, there's little things all over the place that you really have to think about and you don't want to miss because all those little things make such a big difference in seniors' day-to-day lives. And so what happens is these developers are reaching out to management companies, um, which is kind of what the situation in ours with Gable Pines is there was there was a development company that wanted to build on this site, and they reached out to LCS. Um, they were also based out of Des Moines and um, saw the benefit in having a you know experienced management company come in and be a part of that whole development process to mm-hmm. be the expertise, if you will, in the, in the buildup. Um, so I think that's definitely happening a lot more now where instead of just, you know, a development company and saying, hey, let's build a 120-unit building with, um, you know, this, this, and this, and uh, and then we'll and then we'll have somebody come in and manage it for seniors. It just isn't the same thing when you're, you have somebody involved from the get-go. Yeah. So from as far as from our development standpoint, um, I think anytime we're involved in a new construction from a management standpoint across the country, we have people at our corporate level that are involved in that process to help the builders and developers take some things into consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, those car door bathtubs that you know seniors might need if they can't get in and out of a, a typical bathtub. Yeah. Um, little things like that, helping them look at costs and break down the budget so that they aren't spending in other areas and you know allocating those resources to things that might be more important. Um, that are senior based. So uh, across the country, I think LCS is doing a really good job. I and mean, we have 20 some properties that were under construction last year and coming into this year that are just rental communities alone that mm-hmm. we're involved with from a development standpoint, a management standpoint. Um, so it's really neat to see that we're growing. Um, and I think having the experience that we have throughout the years, you know, like I mentioned, 45 plus years plays into that and can really benefit the the partnership that we have with the developers going into new construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's so important. I know when I was in real estate, you know, I helped get the first uh, um, Rambler, you know, off the oh, ground yeah. in the parade. <clears throat> it took me like almost <laughs> two or three years to convince my builder. And the public, you know, was screaming for Ramblers. Yeah. And they really thought builders didn't know how to build them anymore. I mean, it yeah. was just that kind of just shocked me. And then working with uh, another developer, you know, we were going to do a one level and, 
and everybody was doing these, you know, high ceilings and whirlpool tubs and, yep. uh, you know, a lot of things that, that people really weren't going to utilize, you know, right. they didn't value overprice. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we, we cut back and we just made it simple. And then that development just blew out of the water. You know, wow. everyone's like, well, why? And it's like, well, because we listen to what people really want. And I think, yeah. so, I think sometimes with senior housing is, I mean, as beautiful as they can be, sometimes we just have to explain why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, the high ceilings echo. Yeah. And if we have them, now we have to have, you know, panels up there right. to absorb the sound mm-hmm. because sound is really a big issue with, with our clientele. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, just real simple things. And, um, mm-hmm. and then everyone's comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, I think sometimes we don't do the education that needs to needs to be done. One of my personal pet peeves. <laughs> yep. No, I, I agree with you. I think you make a good point. Out there. So yeah. well I am I am loving, you know, what Gable Pines is doing with their their heartfelt connections and um really impressed, you know, with your work and, and uh, even when you were talking about you know, they come down for the movies. I mean, even when we were doing His Neighbor Phil, they were coming down going, hey, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, people seemed very connected. Mm-hmm. Um, staff seemed really engaged, and yeah. they seemed very engaged with staff. So it wasn't, but it wasn't a staff resident thing. It was a friendship thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Is, is, you know, what I had witnessed when I was there. And um, to me, again, that's just a critical piece. It should yeah. be about being part of a community, not being cared for not being less than yep. um but just yeah. an intricate kind of piece of the machine you know yeah. of the neighborhood yeah absolutely you know, before you there <clears throat> um is there anything else that you want to share about um, life care services gable pines or your heartfelt connections or or maybe something we missed altogether? no i think we did a good job kind of you know going over everything as far as the the program goes um i just it's a it's a centered it's a person centered program that you know we're really proud of and it's it's really fun to be a part of the environment and talk to people about it and because there's aspects of it that really excite me so I appreciate you letting me be able to share you know my uh, end of the story mm-hmm. um, you know some of our other staff can be a little more um, excited I guess if you will than I can sometimes but um, that's because they're working with them every day and I just get to talk to the families about mm-hmm. it so there's I usually like to try and pull in as many people as I can when we're you know it's, when it's a memory care inquiry and we're working with the family and just try to educate them as much as possible and invite them back for a, uh, an event or something too so mm-hmm. um, yeah I just again it's, it's usually something that doesn't take place over overnight um, I just try to be a resource to the families and, and go through the, the steps with them and, and just let it be a process at, on their time instead of it approaching it from a sales standpoint and, and trying to pressure anybody into ever you know into anything because that's the last thing you want to do especially with people in, in a dementia situation is you know they're already you know struggling with the decision if they should do it or should they not do it and um, you know you just want to try and help them get through each day and um, when they're ready they'll be ready exactly you know? I, I really I love that attitude. Yeah. Um, and uh, that that pace um, that allows them to be a family in process and mm-hmm. not be under pressure. And, and granted, there'll be those times where it's crisis. And Absolutely. It's crunch oh, time yeah. and <laughs> you got to make a decision yeah, here. Right. Because if you don't take it, someone else will. Or if you yeah, don't take it, yeah. um, you know, they're they're going to be out of the hospital. Yeah, we're right. I know. <laughs> you know? Yep, so, you definitely have those days. Wonderful. Well, now the best way to, to get a hold of you, Sam, is uh, you've got a Facebook page called Gable Pines. Yep. Um, you've got a <clears> phone <throat> number people can call, 651 651- Eight two nine three one seven one. That's six five one eight two nine thirty one seventy one. Or you can reach Sam at marketing at gablepines dot com. That's marketing at gablepines dot com. Or you can just go to their website, GablePines.com. Thank you so much for being with us My today. My pleasure. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me, Lori. It's been great to be talking and be a part of the show. And um, getting to know you a little bit more has been awesome. So you're a great resource. Um, I love talking about what you do. And um, it's been a real pleasure to be a part of this today. Well, thank you. And don't forget yeah. to tell your mom hi. I will not <laughs> do that. Okay. <laughs> Um, for our listeners who are new to Alive and Social, you might want to check out one of my cohorts. Uh, Rachel Perrin is the culinary director for Kowalski's Market, and she does a podcast called What's for Dinner Tonight. It's only 10 or 15 minutes long, but it's perfect if you're busy and you don't know what the heck's for dinner. She can help you out really quick. 
Um, you can also find delicious and seasonal menus um, on Kowalskis.com. Just go to their website, K-O-W-A-L-S-K-I-S. Um, again, I just want to invite you all to be part of our dementia-friendly uh, conference and cruise we're going to be doing to the Caribbean November 11th through the 12th. You can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com and you'll see it right on the homepage. You can click there for more information. So excited. Um, this is really going to be a fun, fun um, cruise. We have four people with dementia who will be joining us as uh, speakers. Harry Urban and Michael Ellenbogen and Lori Shear and Mary Reed. And then Cindy Lazinski, who is... Um, uh, kind of the the leader of a grassroots group in Colorado and myself will be the two professionals. And then Kathy Schof is our travel agent. You do have to book through her in order to be part of the conference. Um, but Kathy has a great experience, too. She was an RN and has now been a travel agent for years. So we are really looking forward to this. Um, and I believe we're going to end up having a music therapist join us as well. Um, we're just getting more and more people all the time. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do uh, memory cafes. We're going to have kind of dementia chats on the cruise. There will be um, learning. Uh, we're going to do a screening of his neighbor, Phil. And uh, we're going to be doing uh, some devotions and coffee clutches. And, and yet you'll still have time to relax and rejuvenate and uh go off port and um, explore a little bit too if that's what you're looking for. Some of our last shows, um, again, all of our shows are archived, but our last show we just had um, Stacey Doric on and we talked about chair yoga and she just came out with her new book and she's got DVDs and she also has free video um, that shows you how to do chair yoga and the benefits of that. Um, we also had um, Mindy Bolton on talking about Shay's Way approach. Uh, to dementia. Her grandma had dementia, and so she started a, a method herself. And uh, and then we had Zuka on, who has a wonderful new book called Wonders in Dementia Land, and she is just a hoot and a half. And her book is just, uh, you buy it, it'll just perk you up immediately. Uh, one last plug for Dementia Chats. Our last one we did was how to communicate with people with dementia, how they want us to communicate with them. And they come up with some really interesting um, comments and ways uh, versus what sometimes us as professionals or family members think is the best way. And so you'll learn about their senses and how they change and how their emotions and behaviors are affected by their surroundings and, and how that affects their daily life, which then affects our daily life if we're the ones caring for them. On the blog, you'll be able to um, also get a discount on um, the sixth edition that's just rolling out here in April on the 36-hour day. You'll be able to get 20% off. And there's a couple of new trials there. You'll find some articles along with a couple of poems that were just posted. Um, with that, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up. Just remind you to tap into uh, what we call your memory chip, which teaches us to kind of let go of control over our task list, even though it has to be done, and put in front of us um, three simple things. Are they safe? Are they happy? Are they pain-free? Which will then typically teach us to do our tasks a little bit different. Have a blessed week, everyone. Bye now. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.